Is that not something you've made? No, I've made rubber band balls. Have I've, you? I've worked in offices before. <laughs> you just have to, it's the, the start is the challenge. But when you get to a, a yeah, sizable. You, just, you can just use some tape. You need to develop a core. You need a core. Yeah, it's got to be all rubber bands. You can use tape. You're wrong. Rodney, no, to develop the core, not tape rubber bands together, but you make a little ball that you can then wrap. You need to have something to wrap the original rubber band. Yeah, you, you wrap it, you you nut up, you man up, and you create the the core out of rubber bands. I'm uncomfortable with your idea that, that manning up has anything to do with a strong core. At the at the base at the, at the no, very- it's not about it being a strong core. It's not a rubber band ball. If you start, like that's like me saying, like, yeah, I started with a wiffle ball and I wrapped a whole bunch of rubber bands around why it. Why you, why are you yelling at me? Because you're wrong. Huh? Yeah. Just picture me high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset doing 85 on the top deck. See step by step we walking on stars. If you look at Welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. I'm Chet. I'm here as always with Rodney. You know, Rodney, I, I spent some time this week talking to a few people who are new to the show. And it got me thinking, I think it's worth explaining really what it is we actually do. I think every week we get these new listeners and take for granted that maybe they may not actually know what are what we're trying to do here mm-hmm. it so, is confusing it's complicated it's, it's one of the more confusing things that keeps me up at night and i feel like we've got a pretty good grasp on it but i just i don't want to assume that everyone mm-hmm. does right so basically what we do is we give you a movie recommendation every week the aim is to find one that's easily accessible and one that's going to help you take back movie night also we give you a movie to avoid because we think that there's a lot of people out there trying to do what we're doing but sucking at it, frankly. Now, I know, Chet, you probably don't realize this or know this yet, so be ready for your mind to be blown, but the average person spends 115 hours just looking for a movie to watch, just looking for a movie to watch a year. Yikes. And, uh, you know, this podcast is is solving that problem worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, Chet, if I were to give you 115 hours gift-wrapped in a box back to you, what would you do with it? So after I would say thank you and write you a thank you note, what I would probably do is actually this this is actually a pro tip for everyone who has a Netflix account. You know how, Rodney, when you are opening up the Netflix kind of homepage there and it shows the different categories as you kind of drop oh, down? Not after you click on my name? Uh, yes, after you click on who's watching. And it's the pirate face. Rodney. Um, you kind of drop down and there'll be comedy, there'll be new releases, there'll be blah, 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 whatever, all those things. What you might not know... And what I would do with an extra 115 hours is I would take the time to actually go up to the search bar and then click on the individual categories. What you'll see is 16 different categories that if you click on them, you will find literally hundreds of titles as opposed to just going through the main page on Netflix. You'll see maybe 15 to 20 titles per Per category. And so you're saying you're giving me a way to bypass the ridiculous categories that Netflix gives yeah, me? Yeah, like the trending now, popular now, which for some reason are two different categories. Recently released. New releases just Popular added. on Netflix. They're all just popular. They're the same dang it's, it's thing. It's the same thing reworded over and over again. Mm-hmm. But but what I would do is I would take 115 hours and I would actually go category by category and create a watch list for Down the Hall Podcast to find great mm. movies for people to watch. You know what you can also do? You can search for a movie. Even if they don't have it, they give you similar titles to that movie. How about so, that? Another, another, another little pro tip. Well, I don't know how you get on a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's Down the Hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So the movie we're doing this week is Man Up. 
It came out in 2015. Uh, it is a comedy romance movie, one of my favorite little combos. Uh, it's an hour and 41 minutes long. Uh, it is rated R. And this movie, as our commitment to you, it's on Amazon. You do have to rent it. it literally probably just went off Netflix. Yeah, it did. But it's it's good enough. It's so good that, that we say, like, look, if you're going to – it's the three ninety nine is worth a movie night. I would rather spend three ninety nine and enjoy the movie yep. than watch one that I end up being disappointed with. Yeah, another little pro tip on Amazon. When you can rent you can rent the movie um on Amazon for three ninety nine in H D. You can rent it in standard definition for two ninety nine. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm a stickler for these things, but it comes through as high definition if you get the two ninety nine version. So save yourself the dollar. Go ahead and just test it out once. If you're mad, you can blame me. Uh, so it the movie features Lake Bell and Simon Pegg. To they're they're very very funny. Work really well together. Uh, it was directed by Ben Palmer. Chet, tell me a little bit more about the movie. Yeah, it's actually produced by the same people who did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. So it has that really yeah like Simon that great Pegg, humor, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a great a great movie night pick because um it's a like a you know the your rom com but one that has a really good story to it. Basically, what it's about is Lake. Belle is kind of sick of the whole dating scene and she is really kind of in a rut and she gets talking to a girl on a train. One thing leads to another to where she accidentally gets mistaken for being that girl on a blind date. So she meets Simon Pegg, who was originally set up with the girl she was talking to on the train, but she likes him enough where she kind of pretends to be there on purpose, like pretends to have been originally supposed to be there for the blind date. So that as the movie carries on, it's their first date, this blind date. And she is pretending to be the person he's supposed to have met. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny watching them as they interact. And then obviously, of course, as the tension builds and sort of just where the story goes from there. But obviously one that's really, really funny. Um, one that Rodney told me about a couple years ago, actually, when it came out. And uh, I was glad to have watched it then. I wish... We had gotten this out in time for it to be still on Netflix, but I'm telling you, it is worth your movie night if you were to pay the $3.99 to rent it on Amazon. Yeah, and I I would say, I mean, the only things that I would add, the reason that I'd recommended it to you in the first place is that it's it's a concept. Well, I guess it's a pretty unique story, I think, to it, uh, the idea of being the wrong person on a blind date, but then deciding like, hey, I'll just go with it. I'll just roll with it. Um, But also, I think... It's done in a great way. Like, I mean, the the comedy is great. The story is great. Um, everything. I recommended it to a lot of people after I watched it because yeah, I'm a sucker for, for rom-coms. Yeah, I will admit that. I say. But I don't necessarily go out of my way to go recommend Walk of Shame or, you know, different movies that I've seen that, you know, I liked, but I don't think universally are appreciated because they, you know, they have elements that are either corny or whatever but this one i don't think is that way i'm really glad you said that because it is different than just any rom-com and i think i'm saying the same thing as you where it's really a great story and it's one that i feel like sucks you in right away where you're you're fascinated by what is she gonna do on this date because it's it's going in the right direction like she likes where it's going she likes him enough but then it's like well where does it end? Because if it goes well enough, she's going to have to come clean at some point. She can't pretend right. to be this this other person. Right. He's been calling her by a different name the whole time. Yeah. She's been pretending to have like worked a different job the whole time as they're talking. The more that this goes well, the more you're remembering, oh, but she's going to have to come clean at some point. Right. And I think in addition to that, they do uh, like 
there's a lot of different elements that make it really fun. Different people that they, that they bump into as they're on this blind date, this really long extended blind date. Um, and like just so many elements of it. You're like, oh, wow, they, they're kind of getting along really well. And then you also realize in the back of your mind, like, you know, the inevitable turn when he knows that she's not the right person is going to come. And uh, I don't know. It was just great. Simon Pegg's in a few under the radar movies that I liked a lot. He's in this one called Hector in the Pursuit of Happiness that I watched on Netflix, like one of those quintessential Netflix finds mm-hmm. that I really, really liked. I think he's a really, he's a talented, really talented actor. Yeah. I kind of want to watch this again. So Rodney, what did you end up giving this? So I gave it, um, I gave it an eight. I, it's probably borderline high seven if, you know, um, if I'm playing your game where I'm trying to not follow the IMDb rules, but the fact that I have gone out of my way to recommend it to a lot of people to me says that it's better than a seven, which is if someone were to ask me, I would say that I like it. Uh, where eight is usually I'm like actively telling people, Hey, this is a movie I just saw, especially if I know people haven't seen it to go see. Yeah. I'm right with you. It's an eight for me as well. So generally speaking, we're higher than most people. It is a 6.8, which doesn't shock me. When you say we're higher than most people, generally speaking, do you mean like (laughs) a lot of ways? Yeah. I mean, a lot of ways. I don't know. I I guess I question that, but we are taller than most people, right? right? What's the, what's the average height? Average helium consumption. Just different things. Different things. That sounds like no one, everyone who like actually knows this is listening and probably like, you guys are the the biggest squares I know. (laughs) So uh, what I was going to say is that the average IMDb score is 6.8. So we are higher higher. than most people. Indeed. However, that doesn't surprise me all that much because it is a romantic comedy. I feel like it's, you know, is typically going to be a lower score than your average dramatic, you know, well-received movie, but that's enough about what non-professionals say. It's time for the professionals. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot. So to kick that off, um, prof- the Rotten Tomato score, uh, do I explain it? I don't explain <laughs> it, right? That Rotten Tomatoes score is an 81%. Maybe I explain it. Rotten Tomatoes just means where IMDb is the fan rating, Rotten Tomatoes is the critic rating. Mm -hmm. And it's an 81%. So 81% of critics gave it like a B plus or like a B or higher. So basically 81% are saying, yeah, this is is like a a good movie. And 81% is very high. Yeah. You know, as we look at each week, I mean, some of them are in the 90s, sure, but most movies don't approach the 80s. Right. All right, man. So let's start with the worst review. Okay, so we can get that out of the way. We can we can rant about it, and we can move on to the best review. Any guesses, Rodney, um, where the worst review came from? I only know one place that it couldn't have come from because there is only one source that you promised me you would never bring up again. Yeah. So I'm going to say anyone but Slant Magazine. You know, I can make all the promises I want, but sometimes my hands are tied. I have to be honest, and when the actual honest-to-goodness worst review pops up and it's Slant Magazine, what am I supposed to do? Not tell the listeners? So like, you know, like, you know how there's, like, people who have bad addictive behaviors? I don't think behaviors. you're trying to help me. I don't. There are bad people with bad addictive behaviors, and then they always, like, say, like, hey, man, you know, like, if we go out tonight and, you know, I'm having too many, you, you need to stop me. I To that person, I would have always said, no, no, you stop yourself because... I'm not going to, it's it's you. I'm not going to stand in the way of you then fight, trying to punch me in the nose because you're upset about I something. Mean, so I'm, I'm not going to stand in the way from you picking slant. I'm just saying you got to stop banning them. 
Rodney, I, I think the ban has been lifted because uh, the people have asked. The people have asked. What, Define what is the sl- people. And you got to give the people what they want, man. I mean, I we get a lot of different responses from different, you know, our website and, and Twitter and all these different things of people saying a lot of different things about the show. One of the common things that comes up, unfortunately, is my hate for Slant Magazine. Okay. So Slant Magazine, <clears throat> our buddies over there say, Lake Bell and Simon Pegg's star wattage isn't enough to distract from the sense that their characters are almost exclusively defined by their singleness. <sighs> what? I mean, okay. Lake Bell and Simon Pegg's star watt. Okay, so they're not they're not big enough stars for slant for slant magazine. So, but they do acknowledge that they are stars, but not big enough to distract from the sense that their characters are exclusively defined by their singleness. In a movie about two single people on a blind date, how dare no, the but main I think characters be defined by their singleness. If you were on a blind date, isn't it almost like the the exclusive it's like some somewhere in that conversation is that those people are so defined by their singleness that they're willing to say like just just set me up with somebody else that's in my same position like, like I, don't a, need, I don't need to see them right. i don't need to know them like i'm just gonna try isn't that what a blind date is you know what i mean look for for us normal people yeah sure but like up on the mountaintop or slant magazine resides like i don't know what the rules are yeah, i don't i don't know i just don't i don't even get how that's a bad review <laughs> So the best review comes from The Playlist. I actually love this review. I felt like this is a great description of this movie. It says, The film is rife with contrivances and cliches, but it engages with them in a respectful and clever manner, enough to sell even the silliest of ideas. Man Up knows what it is, and the result is unexpectedly refreshing and exceedingly charming. I think the reason I love that is because whenever we're dealing with rom-coms, yeah, there's a lot of like similar tropes that pop up in rom-coms, mm-hmm. right? You almost can start to predict what's going to happen next within the story. This isn't exactly an exception. I think there are similar feels um, within this movie that you'd find in other ones. But I think the story is stronger. And also, I feel like it, it acknowledges the fact that, yeah, this is blatantly a rom-com. But we're going to do it in a way that's really interesting and tell a really interesting story along the way. Yeah, And that provides a really charming, refreshing story. I know that it says that Kate Erbland wrote this review, but she actually plagiarized that for me. I might have not published it, but I said that somewhere. Oh, okay. So Kate Erbland isn't your pen name? Um, No, not that I'm going to admit to right now. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. And this week, our movie to avoid comes right from Rodney. Mm-hmm. It's called The Overnight. It is. So it is a movie with Adam Scott, uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. Okay. Um, Adam Scott, what, from Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, is that his name? I believe that's his name. Uh, But basically what it is, it's the story of um, this couple who has, like, moved into a a new area, and they're trying to kind of meet new friends, and uh, they bump into this one guy, and he invites them over, so they're kind of excited to be, like, a adults making more adult friends and it just turns into a really weird night like that's the premise of the movie okay but why is it one to avoid so it's one to avoid because it's like the the payoff in any at any element at any part in the movie is not good uh like i was waiting and like there's a few moments where i laugh but the premise is like 
doesn't make all that much sense but also there's just like stuff in the movie that it's just it's like a really it ends up being a really slow moving movie that i only wanted to recommend to people to say like like just like watch like watch some of this it makes it's just nonsense wait where where did you see this like what was it on a list somewhere yeah this is yeah this is on a collider list right now um that's previously best movies on one of the one of the best movies on netflix and then also it was um it was one that i hit play because obviously it has a star power so if you were to like see this you'd probably think i'll give that a chance you know like it's got recognizable um actors and actresses in it it's a movie that had previously been relatively promoted on netflix as well okay gotcha okay yeah, I mean, there is nothing worse than feeling like, okay, I'm excited for movie night, and this one looks good. You press play, you yeah. get like 30 minutes yeah. in. Slow moving, just awkwardness. There's right. like there's a lot of well. there's a lot of elements of the movie that, like, had the movie been funnier, then maybe it'd be fine. But there's something about like actually on video watching guys compare the size of their penises. That's not that's not great when the movie's not great. Hmm. Okay, yeah, you might have led with that. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Well, Chet, they say not to bury the lead. Well, Rodney, skipping on past that, we actually also have a topic for tonight, which is we asked the listeners if they had any blind date stories. You know, obviously, the movie is about blind dates. Now, Rodney, you said you've never been on any. Nope. Uh, neither have I, although I wasn't... Uh, What's the uh, closest you had? Well, I was going to say, I wasn't necessarily set up with Legna, but we were strategically introduced. Strategically? Yeah, it's like the sounds person like, sounds like a like a Game of Thrones reference or something. Yeah, it might as well have been the person who introduced us had motives in doing so. Um, but anyway, so we had a couple stories. Does that, that came weird in. you out at all? I'm getting off topic. Keep going. No, it's it's fine. Uh, so Kevin from from Cape Cod, he's also from Hitting Play podcast. He talks about how his brother was set up on a blind date only because so his brother's name is Kyle, mm-hmm. and he was set up on a blind date with a woman named Kyle. Only because that person would thought it would be funny. And Rodney, they ended up getting married. Boy. Okay. I don't know where. So someone set them up exclusively as a joke? Yeah, just because they thought it'd be funny. Are like they still account. friends with that friend? Because I feel like regardless like they, well, of it worked. to them now. No. Even married. if it worked out. Even if it worked out doesn't mean that that friend's not a jerk. <laughs> it's possible. The The next one comes from Sarah in North Carolina. She says that she went on a double a double blind date. Wow. On Valentine's Day. Really aggressive. Her freshman year in college, um, the guy and his friend took me and my sister. Oh, boy. This is the part. <laughs> the guy and his friend took me and my sister to Taco Bell, where we were eating. Uh, they, I'm sorry. While we were eating, they took the hot sauce packets and started squishing them and pretending that they were people saying, don't squish me. Needless to say, we never went back out with them again. Is uh, when does Taco Bell become uh, an unacceptable location to take a date? You know, is that, that okay in high school? I think. Well, she said it was in college. I know, no, no, I know. I'm I'm trying to figure out where the line is. Tell you what, it'd be okay for me now. I'd be okay with Taco Bell. I take you out there all the time. Why are you Why are you insulting me? I think Taco Bell isn't the thing to make fun of here because we might want to, but if we're all being honest, we'd all be okay with it. And I think I the think problem there's something started, depressing about being in there. You know what's a problem is if this guy went on a double date, so he and his friend took this girl and, and her sister. And it wasn't two brothers, right? No, just friend. That I would never. Here's the problem with that is that your date might be going well. Like if you're the guy, like you go out with this girl, you like her, mm-hmm. you agree to this double date, and your side of the date is going well. If the other side isn't, 
there's no way like the way that yeah, girls no, you're are, right. yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that girls are is that one of them if they're having a bad time like they're both going to leave it's way too many moving parts yeah you the idea of like walking your in... success to the other person you think for a second <laughs> you, I would ever you already do that don't you. know who they are what to talk about or what they look like no chance and now you're going to tie it in by going out with your your goon friend who's also meeting someone they haven't met before next one comes from Jerica from Rhode Island Jerica Jerica yep she says that she went on a blind date uh, where he took his sister along and referred to his mom as mommy the whole time. Can I, I want to oh, know boy. how old that guy is. Oh man. Cause there's something that tells me he's like 43. Uh, well she's like, that's, that's a, that's 20s. a, that's yeah, that's a tough one. Oh man. That's a, that is that one. That one's going to leave me thinking. Now did she No, he will see. Here's the type of question that I don't understand about blind dates. Do you know that? Like, do you know that this person is bringing their sister or do you show up to a date meet the person and said like oh hi you are the person that who i've never met before right I and have no idea. now we got to go figure out a whole bunch of other conversation then they say like well like for the guy says for my safety i brought my sister you know it's, <laughs> for, for as much as we want to knock the concept like most of the responses we got so i read the two i read two that weren't good but the mm-hmm. rest were like most of the people who responded said yeah that's how i met my spouse or that's how my parents met like it seems like Based on the people who responded, it seems like it's got a high success rate. Yeah, but can I say, do you think that people who got set up and it worked out that way are like defend are a little bit like you know not lashing out? That's the wrong word, but well, like defending the premise. I think that if you're being set also, up on a blind date, you you might be at a point in your life where you're <laughs> kind of ready for just about anything. Like that's if you're so going fair. Out with that's so fair. Taco Bell squishy packet dude and his friend. Well, they were freshmen in college. That could be like that's a young true. thing. But it, they, you're so right that like just because yeah you know, like the marriage like this movie success rate yeah like this movie is you know like whoever the slant magazine criticism was like oh it's defined by their singleness and it's like yeah because probably at a certain point you're like screw it yeah anybody anybody that's that that feels to me like what well, now granted again I will say most people said that this is like most people who commented said it, like it ended well for them so I'm not here to tell you that you're living a farce. Let the record show. I wasn't rooting against it. I just, it just feels like, it feels like if something goes wrong, something inside of me wants to say like, yeah, but what do you think was going to happen? All of those dates uh, sounded pretty hilarious. And, uh, and I'm glad you said you've never been on a blind date, but fingers crossed. I don't know. Like, are we open to that? Um... I don't know. Why don't you think about it? Okay. But in the meantime, I've created a new segment for you. Okay. I I've literally have never, like sometimes, so like with movie or metal, I at least told you we were going to do it. Yeah. And I just didn't give you the movies in advance. Right. This I haven't even told you about yet. Okay. So this one is, is brand new. And what we're going to do today is I'm going to give you an honest or maybe alternative description of a movie. Okay. And you have to guess what that movie is. Got it. Okay. okay. We're going we're gonna to affectionately call this segment. What the heck is that? <laughs> I like that we went the G-rated version. So this is a warm-up. I'm going to give you this Do you this know that I know all of these movies? I picked the four easiest ones. Okay, so there's. I don't know that we're going to do all of them tonight. Depends how long this takes. <laughs> However, yeah, you definitely know these movies. Okay. For sure. Um, all right, so this is a warm-up. This is the easiest one. I'm going to lead with that. Neglectful parents go on holiday but leave their unhinged sociopathic son at home to entertain himself which he does by mutilating petty criminals. Home Alone. That's right. That's right. See? So you feel warmed up? That was not yeah, too I feel, hard. Yeah, I feel warmed up. Okay. Yep. 
I feel like it's definitely a British person who wrote it. That one, yeah. What? Go on holiday. holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. So this next one. Did Lyndon, did you have Lyndon? Did you outsource this? No, I didn't. But remember that game he he had us play where he did this, but with like British terms? Yeah. It's almost like what I felt. Kind of. All right. So this this next one, a little bit more difficult, maybe. The protagonist's wife is murdered by a serial killer while his son is left physically disabled. After his son is kidnapped, the man must travel thousands of miles with the help of a mentally unstable woman in order to get him back. I mean, it feels like... I mean, it's not its not taken. It's not law-abiding citizen, but... I don't know that the best approach is going through every movie and saying what it well, is. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like... <laughs> Can you give me an actor in this movie? An actor or actress? Um, sure. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. Finding Nemo? Finding Nemo. The, the only pro- reason that I would have never come up with that. The protagonist's wife the protagonist's is murdered? protagonist's wife is murdered? Yeah, and the, literally the opening opening scene. The fish, the, like, the fish with the yeah. razor teeth. I guess it's been a really long time since <laughs> I saw that. The fish with the razor teeth. All right, next one. A deranged candy tycoon enslaves a primitive race of humanoids in order to build his empire from the sweat of their labor. When five young chocolate enthusiasts are granted access to his enigmatic factory, he cunningly leads them one by one I'm to glad you used the word factory. I think this I know, could have that, been this. That probably gave it um, away, huh? It's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Is that the actual title? Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka. Uh, we're accepting both. Okay. Uh, last one. This one's a little bit tougher, I think. Two old, rich, single men collect and house vulnerable teens whose powers they hope to harness so they may push their political ideology via a fight to the death. X-Men. Yes. Listen, don't challenge me. I Don't say that's the most I don't most know how difficult. many times I have to tell you, man. The only one that wins are the are the listeners. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like... I like these. I think I I take issue with the idea of calling fish like have like personifying the fish, the, the children of the fishes. I mean, the son. I guess it's accurate. Was, I, I don't was know why. Nemo not the main character's son. I, you know, just I don't know. I wouldn't know if he's a you son or a daughter. Like I get you wouldn't know by picking up a fish, <laughs> but I'm saying, have you seen the movie? It's been too long. But you know that his name is Nemo, though, right? I know that the fish's name is Nemo. I don't know that like, his or her name is Nemo. I need to find Nemo. my son. No, you don't remember that. No. Okay. I, I, so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority. But so you're thinking what is I'm saying because is that you, you don't show remember me Nemo. if Nemo was the daughter or the son that you don't like this part of the game. I just I didn't know I didn't get that one because I, I didn't know. Yeah, I would have got it if it said like daughter slash son. But because no, 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 son, no I'm I not like, saying that. I, I fish. You, you, if you let me know, is under the sea. You you made it sound like yeah I'm sure. Wait, what was it? Road trip? Did you say road Rodney, trip? If I wait, did you say you, road trip? No, I didn't say road trip. What was that deranged mental? Must case? travel thousands of miles with the help of a mentally unstable woman in order to get him back. I I can't I can't right now poke any holes in, okay, in got, this game. I've got but one more, one more. Right, oh one. wow, bonus round. Bonus oh round. wow. A reasonable thinking podcast host must request the help of his mentally unstable co-host in order to give people back 115 hours every. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm helping you as the mentally unstable one. Okay, we're not exactly done with the show. What we're going to do next is we're going to get into um, our favorite scenes from Man Up. But if you're planning on going to see that movie, we don't want to spoil anything for you. This is kind of a fair warning, but we also want to give a shout out to a couple of our friends. 
Two of them being Matt and Pete. What are you laughing? Uh, <laughs> checked out in Jersey, guys. I'm definitely uh, not laughing because We go on their Facebook Live, uh, Facebook Live show at 8 p.m. this time on Friday, usually on Thursday. Um, and if you aren't able to catch us live, you can also download their podcast. Uh, with them, we basically make our movie recommendations, but also have to face the fire. So if we recommended a bad movie, usually we get to hear about it or we get to hear about how great a movie we picked. Absolutely. And also we want to bring your attention back to Movie Rob, who is our movie critic friend. He's written several reviews. By several, I mean literally almost 3,400 of them. And what he's doing right now is he is looking for help from you, from us, from the down the hall community to to recommend a movie for him that he hasn't seen that he can review as he approaches 3,400. How do you find a movie to watch for someone who's seen 3,400 movies? Buying a gift for someone who has everything. Holy smokes. Tell you, man, he is a, he's a machine. Really like that guy. Do we know that he isn't a machine? I don't know for sure that he's not a machine. He does have kids, but that could be like a front. Yeah, I mean, how hard is it to get a kid these days? Um, what? <laughs> now that we are into the uh, the spoily section of, of the episode, Rodney, did you have a favorite scene or favorite element of Man Up? Boy, I mean, I guess I found myself wanting to talk about this, and I mean, I don't know that this is a hard movie to really spoil, but... I think I loved uh, the elements where they're out at a bar and Simon Pegg is is trying to like make a former girlfriend jealous and like they end up in conversations with with his former girlfriend and new new boyfriend or fiance. Um, I forget what the the situation was, but in, in any case, to me that was some of the elements that I found funniest um, because they're basically just you know trying to compete with them. And I don't know, it just is, it's, it's very funny to me. Yeah. I mean, it is hard with a comedy movie. You don't want to, you know, I mean, it's just jokes that you're spoiling, right? It's not like they're major, major plot points, but with this, I think my favorite part was there's a moment where kind of, you know, early on or midway through their blind date, they're bowling and she runs into like an ex-boyfriend of hers who works there and he's talking to her using her real name, but she's like trying to quiet him down because I mean, she doesn't want Simon Pegg to realize like that she's not the the woman that he thinks he's with. And so she she has to come clean. The first time she comes clean is to this like ex-boyfriend she sees in public. She's like, I'm on a date and I'm I, I'm not the person <laughs> that he thinks I am. Like literally, I'm I'm on this blind date set up by a different woman. Like and it was just a funny moment where I I can almost feel like what it would feel like to be in that moment. Uh there is another part that I that I really liked, which was I mean, the final scene is is pretty charming. So obviously they've they've you know there is a point where it gets revealed where she's not who she said she was and then it ends up kind of like breaking down and he kind of still feels like oh he should go out with the actual person he was supposed to date and then towards the end you know he has kind of that realization of like oh my god i'm an idiot i should have like why am i doing this Mm -hmm. and uh he ends up like trying to figure out where she lives and he's got like this entire community of people like running with him to to go to where she lives like that was a that was a pretty fun yeah. scene at the end yeah you're right me. you're right that was cool so as always you can find us on twitter at down the hall guys you can find us uh at our website down the hall if you want to email us down the hall podcast at gmail.com and uh oh rodney i guess we didn't mention that people can scroll down to the bottom of our site and recommend a movie for us right there what a genius feature our web developer you what, put on man. there people should take full advantage of it we will definitely watch those movies no promises that we'll do an episode on it but anyway that's rodney over there i'm chet thanks as always we'll catch you guys next week